Vanquishers. Grab your arsenal to balance the interverse, where heroes from Great Order strike with no hesitation for control of what remains. Entry into the Dimensional Rift comes with a heavy cost, as the once-known Triconian world has been ravaged, and you must traverse it to find balance. Be the hero you were meant to be by selecting what type of fighter and energy class best suits you. Take up weapons that cannot just attack, but can be modified to decimate your opponent. Use abilities, equip armor, and vitality to defend your hero until you are ready to V-trigger and unleash your full power. The large range of heroes, items, and abilities will allow you to customize your deck, play, and battle for supremacy. So, jump into the Interverse now by selecting your hero, equip weapons and armor, and vanquish your enemies. Kickstarter is only the beginning. On episode 61 of the Popcorn Podcast, I am Tommy Cresta, alongside me, Ryan Fran, and this is actually our first full episode of the new season of the Popcorn Podcast, right? No, the Willie Spencer was episode yeah, one. we didn't know the, that at the time. Yeah, it's true. Because remember, the episode starts with 59, 60? Yeah, you something know? like that. We're not very intelligent. No. But, uh, oh yeah. So, before we get into the review of Hot D episode five, which is a little controversial with people. People either love it or don't really like it. Yeah. It's been very mixed reviews. But for that, I wanted to just, I wanted to, I told you I had a story to bring up to you. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Oh my God, just starting at the burp. All right, tell me your story. So, driving home today from the Gap, it's, it's that army base pretty far. God darn it, I'm sorry, everyone. But uh, yeah, I was driving back to listen to the Always Sunny podcast. Nice plug for them. But I was like, I was like, we should make a show. Yeah. Like me and you. Yeah. Like write it. That'd be fun. Because I mean, Rob McElhinney never even graduated college. True. <laughs> Glenn Howerton went to a... Juilliard. Yeah, he went to Juilliard. Yeah. And Charlie went to like a normal school. Mm-hmm. But like, if they can do it, we can do it. Yeah. We're a little unintelligent. A little? <laughs> Man. But yeah, we're going we're gonna to go back to how we normally do episode reviews because you guys did not actually like our last episode that we did. Hot D. Because it was too structured. Yeah. <laughs> that really shows our, our fan base. But uh, what were your thoughts on this episode? I liked it. I thought it was a really good episode. I think it was a little... I can kind of see why people didn't like it. it I, I felt like it was a little bit... There was a little bit less going on than some of the other episodes, but I still really liked it. It felt... I don't know. It, it was just a good episode to me. I can't really talk about it no i feel the same way i felt like yeah it's not as much it's not like six different storylines right now yeah it's more f- just focused on the I wedding my steps are so too yeah Goddamn really likes that, Mike. but uh no i felt like this however i feel like this episode was the most similar to game of thrones it's been yeah like it, it's always gonna be similar but this felt like a game of thrones episode yeah I, I felt the same way the house of the dragon style with like the mm-hmm. wedding and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but there were some scenes i really enjoyed in this episode like I genuinely liked it. I don't get the. Yeah. I don't think it's the worst episode of the series so far. No, I, I agree still think that. three, going off like critically, 
Yeah, I think that's the, the worst of the episodes. Yeah, yeah, they're all good. Yeah. There hasn't been a bad episode. But, like, I feel like three is, like, writing-wise, pacing, that's kind of, like, the most off-putting one so far. Yeah. I really, I actually, I think one, I think one, two, and four have been my favorites. I really like, I, yeah, really, I think Thor, Thor, <laughs> I think four was really good, but you guys did not like our review. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. Can't I can't see why. <laughs> it's because we're so we're just stupid. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. They knew they knew we were reading off something. They're like, yeah. "There's no way they're this." Like, this isn't them. Come on. <laughs> they're like, "Come on, you guys don't even know how to spell it." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, hopping into the episode, just kind of blanking on my head. What was the episode open with? Oh, it uh, opens Damon and the bronze his, his, his lovely wife, <laughs> who he loves so dearly. Yeah, he's uh, he's ups- if you haven't if you've been watching the show, you know how much he's praised his wife and. Talk nothing but good about her. Yeah. Nothing about nothing but oh nothing God. but good. <laughs> They're yeah. gonna love this episode. Nothing but great things. Um he obviously he's madly in love with her. Um really just wants to start a big beautiful family with her. Uh wants nothing more than that. And um so he knocks her off his her horse, paralyzing her, and then she uh well she gets she, one more word in. She pulls her great. sword out. True. And he's like, Oh, that's what you want to do? Bet. Then he scares the horse. Yeah, and then the horse lands on her. Yeah, she falls on her back. The horse lands on her, crushing her spine. And then uh, she's paralyzed from the neck down, but she's able. She's still able to talk to Damon. She kind of gets one more, you know, little line in. Like you couldn't even fuck if you wanted to, because they never consummated the marriage. And Damon takes that a little personally, walks away, picks up a big rock, and starts walking towards her when it cuts away. Unfortunately for me, I kind of wanted to see that, but. You know, I can understand why they would cut away from that. It would be a little dark just to see Damon beating a woman to death. Yeah, they cut can't away do from anything. Her, which is, yeah, which I like. But uh, yeah, she tells him that how he couldn't finish. That's what she yeah. says. Yeah, and he's like, "Hmm, huh? Bet <laughs> I'll finish this. Let's do it." He's like, I can't finish. Huh? <laughs> but then we see that they're sailing through the sea. Then it cuts over to them sailing. Rhaenyra, Kristen, the king, is new hand. Yeah. Lionel Strong, who's one of my favorite characters in the show so far. Oh, no. Doesn't he no, show? This is Robert Strong, right? That's the dad. Lionel's the club foot, isn't it? Oh, it's Lionel. Is it? Lionel Strong. All right. Well, I'm not smart. <laughs> but uh, they're sailing through seas. And you get to see the king's not in very good health. Throwing up off the ship. Mm. Can't really walk anymore. Yeah. He's, he's starting to fall apart. Yeah, he's getting very seasick. But you can also see that he is... Definitely ill. He's very kind of frail and weak. He's really trying his hardest to hold himself up. And Lionel kind of has to help him out. He he hands him like a a rag to wipe away the puke off yeah, his mouth. Yeah, he tries to give him the drink. Yeah, but you can also see he's very concerned with his physical health because the king is he can barely stand up on his own. Yeah, and we saw in the trailer it's only going to get worse. Yeah, but um, it can, then we cut over to the king's old hand Otto, and it's him taking his leave from the Red Keep. And it was a really good scene. It's He's talking to his daughter, Alicent, yep. the queen. And they have a confrontation about what's going to happen. And he explains that if Rhaenyra inherits the Iron Throne, it's going to cause an all-out war. Yeah. Because people are stuck in the ways that it's always going to be the son. I don't care yes. if it's a different wife and all this different kind of stuff. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Even though he already named Rhaenyra and everyone already bent the knee. So mm-hmm. now people are going to be like, bro. I got to come all the way back over there. 
<laughs> bend the knee it's like a six months trip again he's come like on. come on yeah yeah but it's i like the scene because it it is i mean it's kind of what the entire show is about but it's again illustrating the point that nobody is going to accept a female ruler they all need a male heir even if he is you know he is the firstborn son of king viserys but he's not the firstborn which yeah. is the big difference he's much much younger than rainier obviously but he's not the firstborn son oh i mean <laughs> <laughs> kind of yeah i guess not but Air that one didn't day. last too long <laughs> yeah balon didn't do too well so no. oh well but then uh otto talks about how if they live rainier's gonna kill the kids yeah like that's what's gonna come down to mm -hmm. because she needs some she needs to prove that she's strong enough that's what the kingdom's gonna want yeah but then we because they would never stop fighting if she just let them kind of do their own thing it would never stop fighting yeah because then people would still be like oh they should be kings and queens yeah or whatever yeah, and we kind of, not in this story, but in the books, we do kind of see that with like the Blackfire rebellions and all the bastards yeah. of the king. So there is a bit of truth to that, but you got to kind of think like, would Rhaenyra really do this? She obviously doesn't really love her brother that much, but I don't know if she really has a dinner to just kill a child like that. And although we see in the trailer for next episode, he's not a child anymore. So maybe, but I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Be 13. Yes. Going into the next episode? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I could definitely see Rhaenyra doing that to kind of just really, you know, stamp down her claim on the throne. Yeah, like, but there's no other option. If you... Yeah. And then we'll talk about the rest of the trailer for the next episode at mm -hmm. the end. But then we go back to Driftmark and the king arrives at High Tide, where Corliss lives. Yep. And instead of this royal welcome, which he was expecting, it's just Lainor and Sir Joffrey Lanmuth. Lanmuth? Oh, I forget the last name. It's Joffrey something. Playing Westerosi grab ass. Yes. Well, not yet. They're they're practicing. He is Joffrey is his sworn knight and protector. Yeah. So they are just practicing. That's not what I meant by grab. <laughs> I realized which I meant like sword fighting. Oh yeah. They're just what? like dorking around. It's not really they're, practicing. They're practicing. They're like this. I mean, he can't hurt the prince. He's gonna get his head chopped it's off. He's gotta take it a little easy. That they're doing. Yeah, they do a lot of sword fighting, <laughs> but like, you know. This kind is just practicing for the for the prince to, you know, get, get better. better. Yeah, <laughs> but I did like the little look. Obviously, Viserys is pissed off that, uh, you know, um, Corlys didn't come out to meet him at all. There was no royal welcome. It was just a message boy coming out and saying, "Hey, come inside." But I liked the little glance that Lainor and Rhaenyra gave each other because they kind of you can tell they don't want to do this, but they're kind of contempt with it. Like, yeah, they're like, "Damn, I really don't want to marry this girl." Yeah, but but like, it's kind of what we need to do it's our job yeah it, there's no like hatred it's kind of they both realize it's like, like me being friends with you it's, yeah it's what you got to do like yeah, you get a little cash on, into it yeah <laughs> i get a little cash on the side but it's not you know it's nothing crazy who paying who's paying you your dad <laughs> <laughs> but uh then as you were saying Viserys pretty much says like this is the welcoming i get yeah and he says like no he's in my dad's and my father's inside he wants you to meet him in the chambers yeah and we get there and it's the hall of nine which is lined with all the skulls of corliss's ancestors mm -hmm. and we see a coughing and wheezing viserys who again cannot he has nothing left he's sick yeah. he can barely walk and then rainies arrives they talk for a little bit yep and then they, what what i thought was a really good scene it kind of seems small to like a lot of people but when he says that they can keep the name 
uh, Valerian. They don't yeah. have to take on the name. Arginian, well, which is for now. For now. Yeah. <laughs> the the deal that he makes is that when the child is born, they can hold the name Valerian, but the second they become king and or queen, they have to change their name to Targaryen. Meaning, he wants the Targaryen name to live on as the royal family. He won't allow the Valerians to become the royal family. However, the ones that don't become royalty, they can stay Valerians yeah. and continue that line. Which really means if Rhaenyra gets taken off as heir, she will then become a Valerian. Yeah. She will not be a Targaryen. Mm-hmm. But then it was cool to see, it cuts from there, and we get to see Rhaenyra and Laenor walk on the beach together. Yep. And they come to a compromise that, yes, they'll marry, yes, they will have kids, but then outside of that, they can have whoever lover they want. Yeah. Which is really because Rhaenyra wants Kristen Cole, and uh, Laenor wants Jeffrey. Is it Joffrey? Joffrey. It is Joffrey? Yeah, it is. Fuck mm-hmm. Joffrey. <laughs> this, <laughs> this one guy's and not the that other bad. one. This guy's not but, that bad. Uh, yeah, but I, I like Rhaenyra's walking, and they both kind of know, like, we don't love each other, and Rhaenyra knows that uh, Lenor likes boys, so she's okay with it. She's okay making a deal to get pregnant for duty's sake, but after that duty is finished with, they can go off and do whoever, whatever they want. Do whoever they want, really. But, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I think on, I, it's not a bad deal, honestly. Because they obviously don't want to, nobody likes a, you know, made up wedding. They want to marry who they want to marry, but they can't. So this is the best kind of deal they have. I love the line. I prefer duck to goose. And he's like, I also prefer goose. (laughs) And I was like, ah. (laughs) But then uh, we cut back. After this is when they get on the boat, right? And then it's Kristen Cole and Rhaenyra's conversation. Is that next? Yeah, I think he skipped a few things. Like there was that scene with, um, the strong, the clubfoot, and uh, Allison talking by the the godswood. But remember that scene where the strong? I can't remember the one. The clubfoot. What's his name again? What's his first? Oh name? yeah, he's like by the flower, and he's explaining like these flowers don't grow. It's very rare. Yeah, he's stuff. saying these flowers are from Bravos. But the point of that scene is him saying that um he's letting Rhaenyra know that Maester Mello has brought Rhaenyra the the Plan B, the Plan T. Yeah. Um, because Rhaenyra had told Allison, it's Larys Strong, is that one? But Rhaenyra had told Allison the episode before that she never had sex with Damon. So now Allison knows that she's she lied to her, and she knows that she had well, sex. She thinks she lied to her. Well, yeah, she actually she didn't lie to her. But as far as Allison knows, Rhaenyra lied, and she did have sex. And then, but, but I like this scene because, I mean, that that was always my favorite part of Game of Thrones was those quiet characters like Varys and Littlefinger. Yeah, who are the just, ones that are pulling strings. Yeah, the ones who manipulate everybody, and that's what Larys is doing. And I think. I mean, the, the family's so cool. I love the Strongs because they have the hand of the king and they have Laris, who is kind of like the Varys of this show. He's much, he's basically a master of whispers. Yeah, but he's good. Yes, yeah, he <laughs> is mostly good. Person. But they also have Sir Harwin Strong, whose nickname is Breakbones because he's the strongest knight in the Seven Kingdoms. We saw him, that's the one who caught Rhaenyra in the scene, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end. Because that's when Viserys like, you want him to be king? He's like, no. No. Yeah. He's not fit to be a king. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I, I that family is just awesome because they they have the best of both worlds. They can, they have the strongest knight and one of the smartest, you know, men schemers in the yeah. realm. So I'm really interested to, interested to see where the strongs continue to go in this show. Yeah, and then there was the scene with uh, Corliss and Rainey's when they're talking about how 
their son's gay mm-hmm. and that they're like he'll grow out of it yeah and that shows like how that time period was like even this is a fake world but like in the medieval time back in real life that's the same way it was like people just assumed it was like a phase yeah which still, yeah. some people still believe now yeah corliss <laughs> literally says like he's just sick right now he'll he'll grow out of it but you know it's probably not gonna happen and we've seen, you know, in, in past in Game of Thrones with characters like um, the Baratheon. one. Oh, yeah. Renly was, Renly was gay, but also um, what was the one? Um, the queen's brother. Uh, Tyrell. No, the cousin. Tyrell. Oh, no. The Tyrell. What was his first name? Loras. Was he the one that was with the Baratheon? No, that was. Yes. No, he was in the Lannister. beginning. No, 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 no. Lancel Lannister is the one who was with Cersei. That's oh, Cersei's yeah. cousin. Lars Tyrell was the one who was with Renly, and then Renly died, and then he goes back to King's Landing, and then he gets arrested by the Sparrows because he was gay. Yeah. And then... Um, and then then we're actually... Then we go to the ship. Now we're back. Now we're on the ship traveling back home. Yeah. And this is when Kristen Kroll approaches Rhaenyra, and he wants to... He's giving her a chance that he's like, I'll marry you out of love. And we'll go off and be ourselves. It's like just be normal people, which isn't a terrible thing, except that she's the heir to the throne. Yeah. If she was just like anyone else, she would probably said yes. Mm-hmm. But she wants to be queen. Yeah. And it was, I felt really bad for him when he's like, I sewed my white cloak. And he's like, it's the only thing I have. In my yeah. Because that's all he had. And he's yeah, that's it. it. He's not from a, he's not from a, a royal house. He's not from the a home of no banner. Know. Yeah. So this is. Being a Kingsguard was all he had, and he he, f- he was sworn to protect, so he, he has nothing anymore. Every piece of honor that he built up throughout his entire life is gone in an instant, and Rainier won't even give him the time of day. It's terrible for him. And then she's like, well, you can be my whore. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. what? He's like, that's fine. So but... We can still be together. Like, yeah. And then that's when he says, "He's like, well, I... so I can be your whore. Yeah, he's like, I will not be your whore, but... I just got to say, dude, with that, like, pink kind of hue to the sky, that dude looked like the cover of, like, an 80s romance novel. I'm oh, not, it's like, ball. yeah, dude, yeah. like, the long hair flowing in the wind. I was like, dude, the damn. Sunset. Yeah, but at the same time, his voice did not fit his body. I can't lie. No, he has a really his, high-pitched voice. His voice was a little high-pitched. Still, I mean, it's funny great that he's scene. British. Yeah. Like... Oh, he's Dornish. Yeah. No, I mean, it was a great acted scene, though. And I, you really, really feel terrible for Kristen Cole because Sir Christmas, as I like to call him, but he just he lost everything. And he gives it one final shot to ask Rhaenyra to marry him and move away to Bravos, and she declines him. So, <laughs> terrible. And then the next shot is they're back at King's Landing. Allison then calls Kristen to her chambers, mm-hmm. which ends with a... She's pretty much trying to figure out if Allison was, if Rhaenyra was lying about sleeping with Damon. Yeah. And she's out talking. She's like, there's been some accusations that the queen is no longer a virgin. Mm-hmm. And Kristen thinks it's about him, but it's actually about Damon. And then yeah. Kristen yells out, I did it. I did it. It was me. Yeah. And then he's like, instead of torturing me, he's like, can you just kill me? Yeah. He has to be killed quickly by beheading, which is mercy in his eyes and I, I i feel bad because he wants to die in that scene and as we see later on in the episode he really does just want to die now he has no reason to live anymore so i don't know he was asking for mercy but he was totally fine with dying for what he did because he knows he did something wrong 
Yeah. And it wasn't, I felt bad for him, but like, I liked the scene, but at the same time, it seemed like something out of a comedy. Like the way that he was like, oh, I did it. Yeah, I agree. It was a little like. When I felt like that could have been a really good scene. Yeah. I felt like telling him, figuring out that him hearing a rumor about Damon would have been cooler than. I, I thought the same thing. I thought I was waiting for her to bring up Damon and then be like, wait, I was, I was rebound sex. That's it. Like I was waiting for that. Like, but what the hell? <laughs> yeah. And then he gets pissed at Rhaenyra. Yeah, I, I was waiting for that. But honestly, like it had to come up sometime. So I, I'm not really upset with it. I think the scene could have been better, but I didn't think it yeah, was bad. Yeah, it's still a good scene. Like I just felt like it felt a little more cheesy than other Game of Thrones and House of Dragons scene. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But then we get a really... After that, we then move over to Viserys and Lionel, and he asks Lionel if he'll be a good, if he's a good king, and will people remember him? Yeah. And Lionel gives one of my favorite lines when he's like, he's like, "What matters more, being a good king and no war, and having no songs about you, or being a crazed king that died on the battlefield?" Yeah. And I mean, I agree with him. I think it's better to not have songs about you and have a peaceful time as king mm-hmm. than have some crazy war going on. Like Aegon's can be remembered. But only the Targaryens and the Valerians think he was a good person. Yeah. The rest of the world feared him. Everyone else, yeah, everyone else. He just, he took everything from them. Except the Baratheons. Baratheons really owe everything to Aegon. But uh, we also see in this scene, Viserys' illness is it's getting really much bad. further. And I don't know if you saw Paddy Considine in, a, in an interview. He did confirm it was leprosy. It's leprosy? Yeah, it's not grayscale. It is a form of leprosy. So that's why it's kind of... Yeah. And it looks like his arm's going. Mm-hmm. And then the trailer looks like everything's gone. Yeah, it's all over his forehead and stuff. Yeah, but he's... And it, it sucks, too, because Patty Constantine said the same thing I thought. is like, he's still a relatively young man. He's not old yet. He's yeah, just... Yeah, we've seen old... There's been older kings. Yeah, he's just unfortunately got extremely ill, and he's just... His body's failing him. He's still a young man. And his, his words were, he's still a young man somewhere inside there. His body is just growing too old, which you can really, really see... In this scene, and especially the trailer for the next episode. Yeah, the trailer for the next one looks like Gollum. It was terrible. <laughs> but then uh, after we get that scene, which was, I felt like the best scene of the episode, mm-hmm. like written-wise. Yeah. I like the small, like what you were saying, I like the small scenes yeah. between two people, and that's it. Yeah, and Patty Constantine's monologue as the camera slowly pans in on him. It yeah. was fantastic. He's His he's was so messed up. Yeah, dude. everybody's talking about, uh, you know, Millie yeah. Alcock, and I mean... She's been great. Yeah, she's, she's been not- amazing. But I think Patty Constantine is the standout for me. Because everybody, people didn't know Millie Alcock, so she was kind of the underdog. But Patty Considine, at least for me, because I only really know him from the Cornetto trilogy, which is comedy. Yeah. I feel like I was not expecting him to be this, this good. great. In as like a Viserys. serious role. Yeah. So, I mean, he's really been the standout for me, at least. No, I will. I we've talked about this every episode. I think he's done an incredible job. Yeah, especially playing playing that king. That's it's not some crazy warrior king. He's not some evil dude. He's really just a normal man that's trying to do the best for his family. Yeah, he's a family man and everything. So that's why I think I've really enjoyed his character. I still think, to me, so far the standout's been Millie Alcock, just because this is her first big role. Yeah, and to come into one of the most loved worlds, like by fans, mm-hmm. like it's, it's yeah. She's done an incredible job, and I am sad that her time as Rhaenyra is over. Yeah, but I, I'm hoping. I think that she's going to show up again as in like a flashback or something. Like, no, I, I think so too. I could see like the last scene of this whole season could be like her reading something, and it mm-hmm. ends with like the House of the Dragon. 
Yeah. We're like saying like a, the line of the show, mm-hmm. which every time me and you hear, we go, ah, ah that's, the <laughs> that's the name of this show. <laughs> but uh, I think she's done an incredible job. I think the acting's been my favorite part because I feel like every single character has worked. Yeah. And there hasn't been every, anyone that I'm like, oh, I don't really like that casting. Yeah. And the set design as well coming. I mean, same thing as Game of Thrones. It's just everything's practical yeah. except the dragons. But yeah, like the dragons, know. some of the shots need to be because like yeah. that, especially when they're on the boat, her and Kristen Cole. That you can't get that. Like you're not going to yeah. have to see in a boat. Yeah. The fact that there is a boat there, they are standing on a boat. Yeah. They just had they did the LED screens, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. The the sound. That's sound the name of it. Yeah. No, just the sound. That's that that's what it's called. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but I also think as far as the CGI and the dragons go, I don't think the the one thing that stuck out to me when Rhaenyra and Lenor are flying Cyrax and Sea Smoke next to each other, I didn't think it looked amazing. It didn't. Yeah, it really didn't, but. At the same time, they're saving that money up for later. I feel like they're saving it for like the battle. Yeah. So I'm totally fine with them kind of skipping out on those quick scenes of dragons if the fights look incredible. Yeah. Which so far, anytime the dragon's done anything, it's looked really good. Yeah. And the close ups too. They put a lot of effort in that. Like when Damon shows Masaria. Yeah. That was a good scene. But uh, moving from that, we go to the Iron Throne, which is the welcoming reception for the royal wedding. Mm hmm. Various lords stop by to pay their respects, including Jason Lannister and Sir Gerald Royce, and the Valerians follow. Which the Valerians? Oh no, you skip. You skip uh, Jason Lannister's line. What does he say? Remember, he asked where the queen was because uh, Allison wasn't oh, yeah. there yet, and he's like, "This is why men wage war because women would never be there on time." And, and Rhaenyra is like, "Dude, under- shut the fuck up!" <laughs> <laughs> She, no, she goes, it's such a pleasure. Yeah, yeah, and then he just walks away. Him. He is such an idiot. He's such an ass. Yeah. I can't stand it. I yeah. love the actor. I think he's doing a great job. Yeah, I'd love to see more Jason, too, as Master yeah. of Ships. I'd love to see him and Corlys have a scene, because I Corlys think... is like, you took my job, you moron. You know I'm, you know my name is the Sea Snake, the sea snake right? That's why I'm like, excited for Corlys' spinoff. I think we'll get more Jason and stuff like that. You think? I would assume so. I mean, yeah. that's what it seems like we go. Or is it? Uh, it might be a prequel, so it might be even earlier. So it might be. It probably prequel. is a prequel. Yeah, Jason might not even be born. Yeah, but uh, and then the Valerians arrive, and holy cow! Oh, their man. entrance. Was what like, an entrance! They the were just drums. like, "Oh, stand there!" I was like, "Damn!" Dude, the drums, the dreads. Oh my god, it that hair good. is so. I can't, I'm never gonna get over the hair. The white dreads. It looks it's so, so cool. <laughs> and that's why I love that. Uh, not Lainor. Yeah, Lanor. Lanor. I love that Lanor's is not that white yet, but it's like slowly gotten lighter and lighter. Yeah. And now it's like a light gray. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. But then followed by that is Damon. Mm-hmm. And oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that dude's just a badass. And the way that they pull up a chair. <laughs> oh my like, God. Yeah. Like, Get him a chair. Yeah. He's at the he's at the foot of the table. So good. And he's just sitting there like nonchalantly. Yeah. He's, he's got his Damien's hand, hands hanging down. And Rhaenyra's just. Doesn't even look at him. He's yeah. like staring at Rhaenyra. Like, <laughs> Rhaenyra. Kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, yeah, so Viserys was not very happy. No. But a continuation of Viserys keeps coughing, waiting. And then he eventually stands up to give himself a nice speech. Mm-hmm. And then Fiona from Shrek shows up. <laughs> <laughs> no, Al- uh, Queen Allison comes through. Yep. In a green gown. Yeah. And a green gown. The As the Strongs talk about, uh, Larys Strong says to his brother, Arwen, he's like, 
Yes. Do you know what color the Tower of Old Town's fire glows when when they call their banners to war? And Harden respond, responds with green. The fire turns green, and she's wearing a green dress. That and she knows the helmet. Yeah, she knows that Otto's not going down without a fight. He's calling everyone in and saying, like, hey, my grandson is going to be heir, whether you like it or not. Which let's go. Yeah. This this was one of my favorite scenes. Just cause like I, I love scenes when you learn something simple but so impactful. Like just if you saw the Tower of Old Town and the flame was green, you wouldn't know it. It's just a very simple thing. It's just one color. But that one line of that means they're calling their banners to war yeah. changes everything in that scene. And it gives a massive nod to I'm not gonna say what, but there is a scene later on coming up in yeah. a couple episodes that yeah. follows that almost yeah. exact same scene. Yeah, it's just incredible writing that I get just it's my favorite part of Game of Thrones is the writing, just the super smart writing where they can pack in so much detail into such few words that yeah. it, they just do it so well. That's why I love this show and this series so much. And she shows up and there's no words said between her and series except that she kisses him on the cheek yeah and it's down he continues his speech but he starts off and he's kind of lost on where he was he has lane or what he was talking about yeah but then there's some dancing they pull out the westeroxy cha-cha slide <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> there's a lot of looks being tossed around between some horny frisbees and this is because damon's smirking at rhaenyra rhaenyra's staring at Kristen. Kristen's making a meal out of not staring at Rhaenyra. Mm -hmm. Joffrey's clocking Christian, and everyone's just horned up. <laughs> it's just those great Game of Thrones scenes where they can have so much without any That's dialogue awkward. whatsoever. They just—it's just characters with expressions looking at each other, and it's just—it's just a testament to how good the the acting is. Yeah, it's so great. And I love when uh, Joffrey goes up to Laenor and he's like. I figured out who her love is. Yeah. It's Sir Kristen Cole. Yeah, he he's figured like, how it out. How do you know that? And he explains, <laughs> he's like, come on. Yeah. He's like, come on, man. <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> yeah. But there's also the scene afterwards with the um, the guy, I can't remember their name, but the Damon's wife's father or uncle or whatever he just was. Just another bronze person. Was he just another guy, part of that house? Same I forget the name of the house. Everything. Yeah, I forget the name of the house. But he walks up to Damon and he's like, I know what you did. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, oh, he's I like, was so he's sad. Like, oh, my wife died. That's so sad. And he's like, you will pay. He's like, I think you're going to pay me because I get the inheritance. He's like, because we had no children. Yeah. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> he's, like, yeah. turns, he's like, yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. I was going to fly over, but you know. <laughs> he's like, um, you didn't read the fine print, did He's you? like, yeah, you owe me a castle now and you lost everything. So good luck. <laughs> he's like, now I'm <laughs> Which is going to be cool to see in the time jump. Because Matt Smith is still there. Yeah. Does, so does that mean Damon is now um, in charge of Dragonstone and that castle? Or does he have to give one up? Oh, no, I'm pretty sure he's both. He's, I mean, I assume he's I both. I feel like but... he's only the prince of Dragonstone. Yeah, but, but he's he has still... has ownership over the other castle. Yeah, he's leader of the house yeah. of whatever. So then, Otto's older brother shows up. And he says that Old Town stands with you. Which is very important. And uh, kind of setting up more things down the line. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, but there's also that scene when um when they're dancing and um, Lenor's younger sister, I forget her name, the one Viserys was almost gonna marry, and her and Damon start dancing. Yeah, that that's coming up. That's okay. You that's after uh, what's his name? 
Sarah Gerald voice accuses Damon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't call it the Red Wedding. <laughs> <laughs> That's the line out thing I'm going through. But then uh, Liana goes up to Damon and sort of orbits him, making flirty small talk. Yep. And then Joffrey <laughs> goes up to Kristen and says, I know about you and Rhaenyra. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually really like that scene, and I so love when I. he taps him on the back when he's yeah. talking. Like, I will like, dude, you. stop. <laughs> he's like, I'm not into that. <laughs> you already have a boyfriend, dude. Stop. And then yeah. we get a really cool scene going from that to when Damon goes up to Rhaenyra in the middle of the dance floor mm-hmm. and starts telling her, he's like, "This is what you want." Yeah, at her wedding. Yeah, yeah. And then he holds her face, and you think they're gonna kiss, mm-hmm. and the crowd gets in the way because we realize we're no. Watching. But you, you missed when they were talking to each other in Valyrian. That's Remember? What he said. And I said, "This is what you want." No, but Rhaenyra, he says that, and Rhaenyra is like kind of not going with it, and then all of a sudden she says, "Like, marry me, take me to Dragonstone, oh, no, make me yeah. your queen of well, Dragonstone." Well, she goes. Pull your sword and kill everyone in the way. Yeah. I forgot about so that. So Rhaenyra oh, absolutely wants to go with Damon now. She's now, you know, seemingly at least in love with Damon. She wants to go off with him to Dragonstone and just, you know, see what happens from there. Take their dragons, maybe come back, take the Iron Throne for themselves. I Who knows? So. Uh, we'll get to something in a second. Yep. But then uh, as they go into Kiss, it's blocked and he can't see anything. And then a fight breaks out. Which I loved how they did this scene. Yeah. That like you can't see what's happening, who's getting attacked. Because mm-hmm. you think it's Damon, but then... We just see Kristen Cole hitting someone. <laughs> Don't know who yet. Yeah. Rhaenyra gets shoved. Lainor gets shoved out of the way. It's yeah. just a massive brawl. And then the one strong sword brother is... The one strong son is sent to go grab Carwin. Rhaenyra. Because... Lain- not Lainor. Hmm? Lionel. Yeah. Lionel said Lionel Strong sends him in there to get Rhaenyra, he gets her out of there. And as the crowd slowly parts and we see what's going on, Christian Cole is bashing <laughs> Joffrey's skull in. Man, it's it bad. bad. <laughs> Joffrey gets like one or two licks in, and then he He's just gets like right back punch. onto the ground. <laughs> <laughs> he gets like one he solid gets, hit. <laughs> dude, he gets it, it reminded me of the um saving private Ryan. And the D-Day scene when he's yeah. talking to the radio operator, he's like, call this. And he pulls him back and his face no is face. caved in. It was just like that. It was, it was just like, and we oh get a nice God. like two second shot of what his face looks like. Mm-hmm. And then we see Lainor run up to him and find the body. Start just start, crying, start wailing. Really sad. Not even crying. He was like wailing. Yeah. Like he was, he was messed up after that. It then cuts to the wedding. It's a mm-hmm. very small wedding. Yeah, the actual ceremony. Yeah, this was just kind of like the almost rehearsal dinner slash. Yeah, it was gonna be a big wedding. Yeah, and then how things went, they turned into a smaller wedding. Yep. And uh, oh, Viserys gets a nosebleed at the practice wedding, though. Yeah. And then it, no one kind of knows, kind of like wipes it off. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, when they finally complete their vows, Viserys collapses. Yeah, but, but I that's also going on, I also like the um during the actual wedding ceremony, you Christian can see. Cole. No, oh, the no, Rhaenyra right. and Lainor are both just heartbroken, crying. Yeah, they're both heartbroken, holding back tears. They, they don't want to do this, but they have to. It's just duty to them at this point. And then I and, love um, that it was cutting back and forth yep. between that and then Kristen Cole go to the Godswood. Yeah, and about to fall into his sword, mm-hmm. which we just don't know. I honestly, dude, I, he put his sword down. He was going to use a little like dagger he had. I don't know why I, he wouldn't just use the sword. I mean, you know? think of how big that sword is. 
how you setting that up to fall? Yeah, but if you use the knife, you might not kill yourself. You just kind of just sitting there. You're like, oh man, this hurts way too much. Yeah, you like sword. riding a motorcycle. <laughs> Turn and twist. Yeah, so you gotta have you gotta have somebody there to finish it. You know. <laughs> yeah, but then he's stopped by Queen Allison, mm-hmm. which was kind of a mistake. I don't know if you noticed that because it's intercutting between the two scenes, but she's also at the wedding, and then all of a sudden there too. Yeah, she is. Is she? Yeah. Well. Yeah, but then it's that long cut, so we don't. That main thing can go right to the garden. Yeah, it, it could work, but at the same time, we also time, don't know like, what the time difference is. It doesn't have to be. Yeah, it's like just the way it was kind of cut yeah, together. It made it seem like it was happening at the same time, but people, I've seen people online kind of complaining about that. Yeah, but I, I know, know exactly what yeah. you mean, though. So that is the end of the episode. Yeah, and I really enjoyed the episode. Yeah, sorry if we do kind of. This is how we're reviewing the episodes to everyone who's listening. But we feel like this is a better way for us to review it because we're actually getting in the scenes and talking about it through. Yeah. Instead of just our normal banter, which doesn't ever get any work done. Yeah. Because before we we were just kind of like jumping around and we missed yeah, very important scenes. Yeah, I feel like it's better scenes. to go from yeah. scene to scene. Yeah. Especially because I forget some stuff and I like, and Ryan bringing it back up, let's yeah. get a better thought of how much I like the episode. But some cool things about this episode. This is the end of Millie Alcock, Emily Carey, and Nate. And Theo Nate, who is playing Lenore. He's also done. Oh, is he? Mm-hmm. Okay. But the girl who's playing Liana is still going to play Liana. Yeah. So that's the, there will be the 10 year time jump after this next episode. Yep. And I thought something was weird. Kristen Cole and Joffrey's fight takes place during a jousting in the book. Yeah, it does. Because but it's also, head, I told Sean this, you weren't there to watch the Eagles yesterday. The thing I was thinking of is down the line. Mm-hmm. Because he also <laughs> fights Harwin in the books, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then. Trying to see other yeah, stuff. as far I again, I haven't read the books, but I've seen a lot of people talking who have read them, saying that there's a lot of things that are different between the show and the books, and that's also something that the creators said, where they were deliberately changing things from the books so that book readers would also be surprised. Yeah, because that's why I'm enjoying it. Because not everything's been the same as it was. Yeah, it's like, not as much of a straight, you know, um, takeaway from yeah, it's the not books like game of thrones was like uh country for old men yeah which is literally line for line yeah in the movie. uh but it's pretty funny that Rhea royce and joffrey are both bigger characters in the book mm-hmm. but it's funny because before the time jump that's pretty much like the early part of the book yeah and then the time jump is almost the entire book mm-hmm. so this is where the most important stuff will happen hence yeah. all the time jumps in the beginning of the show yeah was to get the main plot points of what happens yeah and, and hence why they had these people for half a season, and then the other people are going to be for the re- the other half of this season, and then season two. Yeah. So. Which is, um, I like how they're doing it, because I like the time jumps, because they're not trying to waste time and be like, oh, all this small talk stuff that happens. Yeah. Do the big parts in the younger years, and then after this time jump, that's, I think there's like maybe one or two more small time jumps. Uh-huh. But all in all, this next six episodes are going to be the important chunk of the season. And, yeah. like, what's important in the book. Yep. But I don't know where they're going to cut it off. That's the only issue. Like, from reading, because mm-hmm. season two, but it is cool. You how, don't know where, like, the halfway point is. Yeah, like, I have no idea where they're stopping this yeah. season for where they're going to end. I can see it being a, being a big cliffhanger. Yeah, I yeah. would like that. Yeah. But, um, what was I going to say? God damn it. I don't remember. Well... Do you want to give it a, I guess we don't really have to give it a score. Yeah, we don't. I thought this episode was a middle-of-the-road episode for the show. Yeah, I think it was... I liked I, it more than three, critically, because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the end of three. But I didn't like it as much as one, two, four. 
Yeah, I think one might still be my favorite episode, honestly. But one one was awesome. One was awesome. And I think it was a little bit because of like the hype for it too. Yeah. But it was just two was great. just as good though. Yeah, two was great as well. Three, I think three is definitely my least favorite so far. And this one, I might like it better than four, honestly. Like but I'm four. not sure. Four was good. They've all been great. Yeah, so. the whole show. This is my favorite season so far, like of any show I've watched this year. Yeah. Like, because I love Barry season three, but I think it was my least favorite of the three seasons. Really? Yeah, I think two's my favorite. But going from that, that is the end of our review portion of this episode. Now we're going to jump into our suggestion of the week. <laughs> yep. Which I know Ryan probably forgot. I have it. You have it? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to recommend Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've done that. I'm Jerry. Fuck something else. Rick and Morty, season six just came out. Damn, all right. I love Rick and Morty. If you're looking for a very funny and super, what would I call it? Brow beater comedy, like more high class comedy. Yeah, high brow. Thank you, not brow beater. Yeah. High brow comedy, then I highly recommend you check out Rick and Morty. It is very funny and it's written by Dan Harmon, who has also created Community. Mm -hmm. It's on Hulu. Now we're waiting for Ryan. Yeah. Um, I'm going to recommend Band of Brothers. I've already done that. Oh, man, you're such a piece of shit. Hate you. Um, I'm gonna recommend Cobra Kai. New I've season just came out twice, but it's fine. I haven't even watched it, so I'm just kind of. <laughs> I saw the Pacific. Have you watched? Oh that? yeah, the Pacific. Yeah, no, Pacific's no, no, no. good. Uh, after you watch Band of Brothers, you can watch the Pacific. It's just the same thing, but in the Pacific theater, and yeah. it's also I don't think it's quite as good, but it's still very very good. So yeah, that's yeah. a lot of people say it's good. It's just not Band of Brothers good. Yeah, good call. Thank you. Of course. Are you ready to do some fan questions? Yeah. So we got 10. First one is, best Batman villain outside of the movies? Outside of the movies? Like, that hasn't been in the movie yet. Yeah. Court of Owls for me. Maybe Clayface? Okay, no doubt. Yeah. Because I think Clayface could be cool, because he can just, you know. He can turn to anyone. Yeah, because, like, the whole big clay monster thing is kind of cool, but it's not... The greatest, but him turning into everyone could be much cooler. Yeah, like yeah. just more of a shapeshifter than yeah, more like almost monster. like an espionage type thing where he's just messing with the city and Batman has to figure out who he actually yeah. is. Yeah, I think Hush is another great one too. Oh yeah, or Talon. That's why Court of Owls. And I said two different things, but Talon is Talon is the leader of the Court of Owls. He's their assassin. He's the leader, and he's also his brother. But that's fine. <laughs> that's. You don't know that only yet. in certain. Co- I hate that storyline. <laughs> it so is much. so dumb. Uh, oh, did you see that we finally got Joker's name in the comics, Lefty? No, did we? Yeah, I don't even remember what it was. People were not happy. Really? Uh, movie with the mo- most rewatch, most rewatchability. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Every time I watch it, I find something new. That was a really fast answer. Holy! I shit. love that movie. That's the questions from Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jacob. Get that part out. Yeah, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Um, Movies that I can rewatch. I'm not gonna lie, it's probably like Revenge of the Sith. Overrated. Movie's so much fun. <laughs> uh, and The Crow. The Crow. I love. I've probably seen that movie more than any Batman movie. Really? I watched that movie a hundred times. Nice. I'm so excited for the remake. <laughs> uh, what made you hire Ryan? <laughs> this question from Laura. Uh. uh... I think I did it just because... Cheap labor. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was going to say something. I don't think I can say it on the podcast. But uh, 
No, Ryan is the most intelligent person I know in movies, and he's one of my okay. Best good friends. thing you said in movies because that was not going to be true. <laughs> Ryan's like my best friend, and he knows so much about movies, and it's just easy to do it with him. And I feel yeah. like we had the best chemistry out of anyone I worked with, so I, I thought it'd be a good decision to bring mm-hmm. Ryan on. Yeah, because I think we both know that we have similar tastes in movies, and we both know the most out yeah, of all we, our friends. So. Not that our friends are stupid, but yeah. So watching them. Matt try and guess the names of Game of Thrones characters. <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts of House of the Dragon. <laughs> it does make it so much fun. Uh, is that yeah. a, that's Reiner, right? That's Reiner? <laughs> so, <laughs> what, is his name Vincent? No, it's Ceres. <laughs> what tree is that? It's a maple? Yeah. He could get Otto, though. Could, yeah, yeah. It's four letters. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder his favorite character is Rob. It's the only one he can remember. <laughs> Uh, that question was from Laura if I didn't say it we've gotten this question before I kind of forgot about that would you ever do a film watch party yeah Dan it'd be fun I mean I don't, I don't really want to do a watch I don't know it feels like a lot of work having to pay attention like I feel like if we do a Patreon watch party it'd be cool yeah that's like what I we, thought if we get paid <laughs> yeah as terrible as that sounds like I don't know I feel like just doing a watch party is kind of weird but if we do it over like Zoom or something, we have like people want to watch it with us. Yeah. Hey, I guess that'd be fun to then talk about it after. Yeah, I mean we could do I mean, depending on how many people it was, we could just mute everybody. Not to be like a dick, but like <laughs> if talk. if fifty people are talking over each other about the movie, it wouldn't be fun. So if we just had us talking like commentary over the movie. Yeah. As much as that sounds like a dickhead thing to say, well, like yeah, you're gonna listen to me. People but in like, the chat talking. Yeah, and then after the movie's over, we can talk. Yeah, and like, we'll like do one person. Uh, yeah, I yeah. guess that would be fun. If you it'd be like fun, that. especially, uh, Patreon would be better, because... We get paid. Well, <laughs> that too, but it'd be a smaller number of people. Yeah. And so it'd be easier. It's not many people. Like, yeah. Uh, this question from Aaron from Nerd Soup. Mm. Movies you hate that everyone else loves? Ooh, that's a good question. Titanic. Titanic. You were just talking about that before we started. Start. Um, Titanic by far. And Forrest Gump. Yeah, I don't get that one. You don't love it either? No, I, I love Forrest Gump. Oh. I don't get why you don't like it. I'm trying to think because I definitely have some. Like Revenge of the Sith. That's a good call. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is definitely one of them. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. I'll think of another one too because I'm pretty sure I've said this before in the podcast. I don't love Titanic or Forrest Gump. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I said it on the Kevin Watches Movies episode. Okay. What other movies do I not like that everyone else loves? Hmm. I'm just gonna look up popular movies and see which ones I don't like. Oh, oh, oh! Uh. God damn it, Casablanca. Mm. I do not like Casablanca. <laughs> Overrated as hell. Really? Fuck Casablanca. <laughs> Goddamn wagon. Are you kidding me, world? <laughs> That's the story we came up with. God damn it. Uh, yeah. This is going to sound so bad. People are going to be like, these guys hate some of these best movies ever. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to be fun. I'm trying um, to find, I'm trying to find a lot of popular movies I don't love. Yeah. Oh, Age of Ultron. Yeah, that's true. I don't like that movie. Yeah. Um, Black Panther, I guess. But I don't hate Black Panther. I just don't think it was an Academy Best Picture. No, it was not a Best Picture. No. I think the second one could be because this one looks really good. Yeah. I don't know. Does Batman vs Superman count? I mean, it's loved by audiences. It's it's loved by half people and then hated by the other half. But you know, yeah. So I guess I, that I wouldn't it. count that. Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith is not a bad answer for me because it is it is a popular movie. I don't really like that much, but I'm trying to find some other ones. Um, I guess A New Hope. I don't love that movie. See, that's my favorite one. So that's that's where we really disagree. Yeah, I think that's our biggest disagree between movies. Yeah, I guess we could say Jurassic World, the newest one, because it it got a big numbers, but we hated it. So didn't do well. I guess yeah. I mean, it, well, critically, yeah. but did incredibly with fans. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's normal. I guess Jurassic World in total, like Jurassic Park and Jurassic World. I'm not a big fan of those movies. Really? Even the first one, like I'm, it's fine. Like it's incredible technology and yeah. all that kind of stuff at the time. But like, I, I really don't care. Yeah. For dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> um. You're a big dinosaur guy, aren't you? No, I don't know anything about uh, dinosaurs. I think, dude, I think like dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are cool, but I'm not like a dinosaur guy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you have a fathead of a tyrannosaurus in the room? <laughs> no, I don't. Dude, you know what you know what fathead I did have when I was a kid? Eli. Massive Eli Manning. Uh, yeah. I never had one. They're so expensive. Really? I had a huge Millennium Falcon one too. Really? Oh dude, it was awesome. You should get a fathead for him. You should. You should get sponsored by Fathead. That'd be a cool sponsorship. That would be a cool sponsor. Yeah. Get Fatheads are nice, man. Dude, I haven't yeah, but I haven't seen a commercial for Fathead since I was like eight. <laughs> I'm gonna go on their website Disney right now. Day. Fathead. Okay, we're moving on to the next question. If I was to start a podcast, what steps would I need to take? This question's from Lucas. Uh, get, get good mics. I, I think that's good mics and good wiring. What do you ask about equipment? I was looking at I was looking at Fathead's <laughs> website. I'm sorry. I was right though, right? Oh, this is the one I if had. If I was to start a podcast, that's, what that's is the one I had. Ryan, we are literally in the middle of filming. I'm looking at Star Wars Fathead, so you can... If I was to start a podcast, what steps would I need to take? First from Lucas. I Honestly, said yeah. wires and mic. Yeah, I mean, get a mic, obviously, but just... A better make mic. It... Do not go get a $30 heyday mic, because <laughs> that thing is terrible. Yeah. Or it might at least... not have been terrible. We also tried to use it between the two of us while we're sitting yeah, at six least, feet from Yeah, it. sit in front of you, figure out your settings to make it sound the best that it possibly can. But yeah, also, sound checks. also, don't do a topic that doesn't interest you. Do something that you love, whether it be sports or it's movies or TV or books, something. Make it something you like, because we both love movies, and that's why this is fun. Yeah, so, like if you talk about something you don't really care for, it's not gonna, you're not going to enjoy yourself while doing it. Yeah, if you though, if you made a Star Wars podcast and you haven't seen A New Hope, don't do a Star Wars yeah, podcast. Do Star Wars like, don't podcast. like. There's no, there's no if reason. You're not, if you only like one team in sports, don't do an episode on sports. Do yeah. it on that team if you want to do it. Yeah, but like, yeah, I think find something you're into. I think it's always easier having a co-host, someone to talk to. It yeah. makes it more like a conversation than, and you don't really think about it because even even now it's kind of like. Everyone's every once in a while, I'll be like, "Oh God, this is nerve wracking." Like people are gonna hear me talk. Mm-hmm. But when you have a coast, someone to co-host with you, then it kind of takes that pressure off of you because it feels yeah. more natural to it. It's easier to bounce off somebody than just talk to no one. Yeah. If yeah. you want, if you want an example of not having someone to bounce off of, go check out my fifth episode of this podcast because <laughs> it is bad. It is bad. It's fifteen minutes, and I go over like twelve topics. So. <laughs> like a minute per time a little more than a minute a topic yeah but uh yeah i think getting <coughs> oh my god have someone edit for you or learn how to edit yourself me and ryan are incapable of editing yeah but uh yeah i think finding a mic somewhere to somewhere to record quiet place and uh yeah i guess that's really it and talk about something you love yeah because that's what's makes this a lot of fun yeah just make it fun. That's the most important. Enjoy yourself. Because you're not enjoying yourself, it's gonna suck. Yeah. Uh, 
What is one quality from each of the Batman actors that you wish another one could have? Bales. Batman. I wish he had Affleck's fight scenes. Yeah, I'd say overall take Affleck's like just fucking brutalness to all of them because they all kind of need it. I think I don't think Pattinson needed it. Pattinson, uh, yeah, I think Pattinson did pretty well. Yeah, I think you could take Bale's tech. I mean, I think um, Affleck's tech is better, but Bale's in terms of like realism is more. I realistic. think yeah, it's much more realistic, which is very interesting. But then also Pattinson's kind of like moody kind of like brooding nature i think that's yeah. kind of like the key attributes from all three of them and uh i wish Batfleck could get uh bale's ability to film a movie yeah <laughs> <laughs> keaton's uh, ability to just come back when nobody needs him to <laughs> and get his movie games yeah, I, want, <laughs> I want bale's ability to have a movie made for keaton yeah uh are you guys ever gonna do a best superhero movies rankings episode I guess because we've done a Marvel one and now we've done a DC one. Yeah. Just going to do a total superhero movie. I guess we could do that. Yeah, because yeah. there's superhero movies that aren't DC or Marvel that I still really enjoy. Like The Crow. Like The Crow, yeah. You haven't seen it yet. No, I, I haven't. watch it. Uh, so, yeah, we'll do that. No. I asked this question before, but I wanted to change it up this time. Fuck, Mary kill, Andrew Garfield, Robert Pattinson, and Austin Butler. Austin Butler? Okay. This one's hard. <laughs> this is this is hard. All right, I'm gonna fuck Pattinson, marry Garfield, kill Butler. I think I'm gonna marry Garfield, kill Pattinson. Really? Fuck Butler. Really? Yeah. You just want him singing to you, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> that look he gives over his shoulder. God damn. That's all you want. You just you just you just want to be serenaded in the bedroom. <laughs> damn. In the cradle, me and his arm just sings. <laughs> to you don't even want to have sex. You just want to <laughs> you just want to sit in the corner and be feel happy. That sounds horrible. Yeah, that's how I meant it. <laughs> what do you think I meant? I think it all from the dark. It's a fuck Mary Kill question. Do you think it's not gonna sound horrible? The last question of the day. Hardest film to watch. Question from Micah. Ooh. I mean Schindler's list is probably the obvious. That's tough. that's hard to watch. <laughs> Why are you laughing at Schindler's list? I'm not laughing at Schindler's list. I think you I'm are laughing at our conversation we had about Schindler's oh, list. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Xbox. yeah. <laughs> um I think mine's Requiem for a Dream. Really? That movie's hard to watch. Alright, here's one here's one that you're not gonna be expecting, but it's one of those movies that like in the movies that shouldn't scare you, but you saw it as a young kid and yeah. it just scares the shit out of you. That's Gremlins for me. Really? Gremlins terrify me to this day. I hate Gremlins. It's a great movie. I know, but I hate it. Even even the fur, even like Furball, what Gizmo, whatever his Gizmo. name is, he's still he's not cute. He's yes, scary. He's adorable. He is scary. I can no. Yes, I don't even like. We're gonna do a whole episode on Gremlins. No, I don't want to watch Gremlins again, dude. Yeah, we're watching. It. I'll cover my eyes. I don't care. You're gonna cover your eyes to Gremlins. La, la, la. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not watching Gremlins. The giant twenty foot great white biting biting someone in half doesn't freak you out. Yeah. That's one true. could happen. One's not. Happening. <laughs> yeah, one's, <laughs> one's one is like millions of them on this planet right now. One doesn't exist. One's a That's fairy the one tale. That scares yeah, no, gremlins are terrifying. Oh, uh, don't be scared of the dark. Don't be scared of the dark. I've heard of that. What it was that? a movie that came out in like two thousand. I want to say two thousand eight. Mm-hmm. The trailer scared me to death. Really? And then I watched it like three years after. 
because it was free because it was like a terrible movie. Yeah, it's terrible. I've watched it since then, but even now, like that trailer frightens me. Really? Yeah, I, I don't feel like I feel like hmm. it's a Guillermo del Toro movie, and I don't know who directed. I could be. be wrong. It could be, but that movie scared the shit out of me. Is that the one with the like tooth fairies almost? Yes, that's the one. Creature. Yeah, that is that is it's del a little Toro. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I haven't a, seen it, but I know it's Oh, my about. God. There's a scene where she's under the cover and she has a flashlight, and you see them, like, running around. Really? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is Del Toro, It is Del Toro? Yeah. I felt so. I just, I just watched the video on that just the other day. Like, a week really? Ago. Yeah. Why? Because I never heard of it. I'm like, what the hell? Tooth Fairy movie? What is this? It's frightening. <laughs> Fuck that movie. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was our last fan question. Hope you guys enjoyed our answers and enjoyed our review of episode five of Hot D. Yep. Um, check us out on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts, and check us out on YouTube because this video is going on YouTube too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we just dropped our William Spencer episode at the time of this recording, mm-hmm. and it was a really good episode. We had a ton of fun, and we are very excited for future episodes we have planned. Yeah, yeah. Go check that one out, especially, and go check him out, William Spencer, anywhere on Instagram and yeah. everything else. Tagged on, he's yeah. tagged in the YouTube channel, and he's tagged on the Instagram. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. He was just very genuine, great dude. So go check him out. Yeah. But f- check out our episode first. Yeah, watch Obviously. us, then go to him. Yeah. All you got to do is listen to 60 seconds. <laughs> we got to listen for that. Make it one minute and then shut it off. <laughs> so We'll uh, take it. Thank you guys for listening to our show. Thanks for all the amazing support and continuing to listen to us. Dumbass is talking about the world of film, yeah. TV, and entertainment. Ryan, is there anything you want to end us with? No. Uh, thank you for watching. Um, Tommy is stupid as always, and uh, that's it. See ya. I hate you. <laughs>